welcome back to the Religious Studies Project. It's Monday morning, so you know what that means. We do have a type of new episode for you today. I'm Andy Alexander, and joining me today is... Allison Isidore. And Allison, so we have another remix episode that we are publishing today, but this one is on cults and new religious movements. Can you tell us a little about what our listeners can expect in this episode? Yeah, sure. So often students bring these assumptions about religion and cults to our average religion 101 class, and they don't necessarily understand the power of the word cult when they use it. So this video is going to hopefully disrupt some of those assumptions students bring to the classroom. Excellent. I can't wait to hear it. Take it away. What is a cult? Cults sort of technically usually means some kind of religious or non-religious movement that's in tension with, with society in some ways. The sort of classic division between the cult and the sect, which are in tension with society, and the denomination and the church, which aren't generally in popular parlance. To say something is a cult means it's a religion I don't like, and it's not really very much more than that. I mean, I often get asked, is it a real religion, a genuine religion, or is it a cult? And you've just got to say, well, what do you mean by a cult? And one man's or one woman's cult is another person's religion. How did the term cult evolve into new religious movement? And what exactly is new about new religious movements? It started off as being either a cult or a sect using the old Trollsch-Niebuhr categorization. That is a newish, usually, movement that was in tension with society, the, the kind of groups that Brian Wilson, for example, wrote about. But first of all, as Wilson himself said, this was very much focused on Christocentric religions and didn't really fit with some of the new religions. And secondly, it started both cult and sect, sect in the French language, to have very negative connotation. And if you called somebody a cult, then that told the audience more about yourself, that you didn't like them, than it told the audience about what the group movement thought. So we started in the 1970s using the term new religious movement. But then there were problems because knew what was new. We were including sort of Jehovah's Witnesses or immigrant groups that were new to a particular country but could have been around for decades or centuries, millennia even. And were they religious? Well, some groups like the Raelians, which is a UFO cult, calls itself an atheistic religion. A lot of the groups don't want to be called a religion. Transcendental meditation has fought in the courts not to be called a religion so that it can teach in schools, for example, because of the United States First Amendment to the Constitution. And at the same time, Scientology, which lots of people would think was less obviously a religion, has fought to be defined so that it can get charitable status. So there are a lot of secular consequences, quite apart from academic consequences. Are cults inherently violent? Absolutely not. A lot of the movements are actually pacifist, and they work hard for pacifism. And it's very interesting that today, while this is being recorded, the Jehovah's Witnesses, perhaps it's already happened, being threatened with entire extinction from Russia because... They are absolutely non-violent. They're in prison in places like South Korea because they are their conscientious objection. They won't kill. They are prepared to be killed. They were killed in Auschwitz, for example. 
unlike the Jews and the homosexuals and the gypsies who were going to suffer anyway, the Jehovah's Witnesses could have said, no, we'll obey the state. And they didn't. They preferred to be killed rather than this because they just refused to do certain things. I mean, it's not just that they're not violent. They will work against sometimes, but of course some are violent with a capital V. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Genuinely, I see nothing within millenarianism that makes it essentially violent. And I think the other important point to make is that not only do we other millenarian groups by often assuming that they are violent, but we normalize ourselves, the secular, the non-religious, the mainstream as something that is somehow essentially non-violent, right? So we make cults and sects and millenarianism essentially violent, and we make the mainstream somehow essentially non-violent. And I think uh, both are completely uh, false. The evidence just does not stack up. How do discourses on violence constitute or reinforce the divide of cults versus religion? Interesting in the way we're using the word violence here. I think we're talking about overt, coercive types of violence, but I think discourse or language can be violent as well. I think certain other small V firms of violence take place as well. They're not exclusive or endemic to millennial movements. Mm -hmm. They happen in everyday life. And I'm speaking here of a kind of power that we exact and all sorts of things. And millennial movements, apocalyptic movements are a different kind of normative discourse. And they challenge dominant normative discourses. In a sense, they're kind of doing a violence. They're trying to change the way we think about the world. Our normative way we think about the world is not the right way. It's not the right, the absolute truth. It's truth because more people believe it than often in millennial and apocalyptic movements. So, But that, that doesn't mean that there's not a kind of violence that's going on there. There is. Because, of course, when we have crimes that are committed within a religious organization, when that is a minority organization, it somehow is reported or perceived in society differently to the majority when, for example, I mean, we're sitting in Ireland, northern, on the island of Ireland at the moment, in Northern Ireland, uh, we're talking about Australia. Between those two countries and everywhere in between, we've had the Catholic abuse scandals, and yet the church seems to be continuing, strengthening in some parts of the world. You know, 800,000 people came out to welcome the Pope in Dublin in the last week. You know, there's a different response. And that surely is about sort of the social capital that these and the political capital that these organizations have. Scientology doesn't have that. It's a minority movement. It's easier to beat with a stick. Why are people critical of cults or new religious movements? Also, there's just an idea that religion is, there's a fear of what's irrational. Um, they have this word in French, obscurantism. And so it's a fear of, of the irrational, that which you cannot, which is non-empirical. Yeah. I always suspect, though, underneath these critiques, though, the, even though you've got this supposedly strict separation of church and state, the, the idea that there can be wrong religion kind of suggests that there's an idea of what right religion is, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a kind of undercurrent mm -hmm. that's there all the time. If, if it's all nonsense, why be so angry about it? Well, if the idea is that when people embrace irrational worldviews, you're actually damaging their brains or their minds, undermining their yeah, health. Yeah, yeah. And we see that all, all the time in, in conversations about cults and, and, and other things. I mean, my work on conspiracy theories is exactly the same, uh, same pattern of language. It's that we're talking about beliefs, right? We're, and I'm doing the, the rabbit quotes for the listeners who can't see us. That we're talking about, essentially, the question is, why do people do these weird things? It's where you started, it's, mm -hmm. it's, but it's still the question that underlies, mm -hmm. because 
uh, it's interesting to us as scholars, but we never do that question when we're talking about Christianity, right? There's nothing yeah, from course. a philosophical point exactly. of view, or Islam, for instance, there's nothing philosophically more irrational about Christian beliefs than there is about the Nuabians yes, exactly. or, or Scientologists. We're just far more used to them. And there's this power thing that says we can't talk about those religions in yes. the same way, right? Yes. But minority religions, we can. Thanks so much, Alison, for putting together this excellent episode on cults and new religious movements, part one, of course, of this remix. We hope that you, our listeners, have enjoyed this and hope that it is useful for you in the classroom. If you have any other topics or ideas that you would like to see appear in a remix video, please let us know. Head over to social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'd love to know what you thought about this episode, how you're using it in the classroom, and what other episodes you might like to see. Also, of course, we appreciate any and all support you're able to give. Please consider signing up at patreon.com slash project RS for a monthly donation, which could be as little as $1 a month that would go to help support the work of the team here at the RSP. Or consider giving us a one-time donation via PayPal. Of course, if you aren't able to support us financially, please do like, share, and promote these posts on your social media. We would really appreciate it. And would love to, for you to help spread the word of the work and all of the great discussions that we're having here over at the RSP. So until next time, all that's left to say is thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. The RSP is sponsored by the BASR, NAASR and the IAHR and is produced by the Religious Studies Project Association, a Scottish charitable incorporated organisation. Find out more at religiousstudiesproject.com. Brought to you by editors Andy Alexander and David McConaughey and founding editors Chris Cotter and David Robertson. Our features are edited by Savannah Finver and our opportunities digest by Ella Bach. Audio editing by Alex Matthews. Video editing by Alison Isidore. Podcast transcription by Jaden Bartashius and social media managed by Candice Mixon. Don't forget, you can support the project by using our Amazon.com, .co.uk and .ca links or donating at patreon.com backslash projectrs. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes and all other portals. Thanks for listening. <laughs>